0: Look at Terry, the man keeps getting sucked back in like a black hole of the sports media world. He's on this podcast right now on mute with his camera off because he's writing about MLS. Nobody cares. Welcome to the first ever emergency episode of the belligerent beeves podcast benny do you think this is a good emergency or a bad emergency
1: i think it's a panicked emergency i think
0: so too um (laughs) i am of course terry horseman of the belligerent Beeves podcast thank you for tuning in i am joined uh with my pal uh, Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian Wehage Benny Scoops Benny with the good quaff uh, the quaff is looking very mighty and nice today Benny so that there's some good news Thanks
1: yeah it, maybe the only bit of good news well the other bit of good news is that our um, our other co-host uh, JP is uh, off the grid right now so <laughs> he does not know what's going on which is great news for him
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I need to address that uh, JP is gone off the grid. Uh, no, no help with, uh, with this episode. So please, uh, tag JP in all of your Twitter musings. So he has a billion notifications when he comes back. (laughs) Um, I I was all queued up and ready to, uh, have Andre make fun of him on Twitter today because (laughs) going off the grid is not something JP does. No. No, no, you don't, you don't know someone who loves technology more than JP. Not at all. And it's always been that way. When he said, all right, guys, we have to record uh, this latest episode on Sunday night so that I have enough time to uh, edit it before I go backpacking um, on Tuesday. And I was like, wait a minute. He's like, I'll be off the grid. And I was like looking at my phone, just like this, like from a distance for a really long time being like, is this, is this JP? (laughs) Wait, JP, JP Bertram is, is going camping. Without, I, without I, his phone, without somewhere it, without service, like
1: it, wow, it was shocking. And so, and I have to cover up the quaff with uh, with a tin hat for a second. He is in California, right? He's
0: in California, yes.
1: And National Park, he with. he is he is with his father. And what school did his father go to? I believe he
0: attended the University of California, Los Angeles.
1: Mm, they're going to be a big topic in today's
0: episode. They are a big topic in today's episode. But as you've probably uh, surmised, if you are a longtime listener of this show, uh, JP is the one who edits it, which is why it's not Benny, please play five seconds of insert awesome <laughs> banger here. Um, so I'm editing this episode. I JP has all of our audio files for like the music uh that he plays at the beginning and the ends of episode, uh, on his. So I'm just using the opening and closing of episode 39, the Oregon state men's basketball eulogy featuring the Peyton years to open <laughs> and close this emergency episode of the, um, uh, of the belligerent Beeves uh, podcast. Cause I still wanted it to sound professional, uh, and good. And, uh, episode with eulogy in the title seemed appropriate, Ben similar themes, the big news dropping today. USC, UCLA, out of the Pac-12 uh, as early as 2024. Uh, the deal seems imminent. Uh, just maybe some red tape to cut through. We don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but it looks like the universities and the Big Ten Conference are ready to – it's for along enough to have a press conference announcing very similar – to the announcement of Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12 for SSC a little more than a year ago, so Twitter is uh, is having a time right now, and it, <laughs> uh, you you know how hard it has to be for Shams and Woj to tweet out simultaneously that even after Kyrie Irving is opting back in. Kevin Durant is <laughs> requesting a trade and for me to be like not now Shams <laughs> <laughs> man
1: I have to say like I'm not very good at uh at, at picking up Twitter news I'm I am i am on it frequently but it seems to be always at the wrong times uh today it, I happened to just be scrolling as the news broke and man
0: it was like every you, single tweet for five minutes you were the first person that. I heard from as I was yeah. trying to stay off Twitter this morning and be a productive uh, member of society, which, which <laughs> worked for about eight minutes until I checked my phone and saw the text from U- USC and UCLA are leaving the, the, for the Big Ten. Um, so obviously, there is so much shit that's going to come out to um, sort of that's going to write the story for what this means for the rest of the conference, what this means mm-hmm. for Oregon State. This is obviously an Oregon State podcast, so we're going to think we're thinking about the beavers right now because trust me no one else is thinking about the beavers um as usual Oregon <laughs> State fans beaver fam we all we got and we all we need and that's right it's it looks like uh, you know our Matchup with Oregon, whether you call it the civil war or not, it might not, uh, it's always going to be a rivalry game in our eyes, but it might not stay a conference game for very long. So we're going to get into all this, but just Benny initial reactions. Let's just sort of, everyone's head is still spinning with this news. Um, what this means comparing it, uh, to the Texas, Oklahoma news of last summer and just what this means for college football. I mean, breaking new, breaking news, greed <laughs> And money and power influences college football. I, I am shocked <laughs> and appalled to, to have this I mean, I know we're we aren't, you know, naive enough to think that the money doesn't influence anything. We might be naive enough to predict an Oregon State national championship later this season, which would be so That's right. fun, even more fucking awesome. <laughs> Obviously. Let's win the National Championship the last year of the Pac-12 as we know it. That would be fantastic. But just... And then turn
1: down the Big 10.
0: And then turn down the Nah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're 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 cool with the Mountain West, all right? Cuz they've yeah. been our they've been our homies since day 1. Oh. That's right. So, but just, dude, what's going through your head? Talk to me.
1: Yeah, I I think um initially uh, this feels like it's not good for Oregon state. Um, I, I think there's a couple scenarios and they're not all bad for Oregon state. So I'll put that out there. Are any of them it's... good for Oregon state? <laughs>
0: Cause I, I can't I, think of one that's good for them. I
1: I would say the, the best scenario that I have, um, I, I think maybe it would be better than, than the current state of where Oregon state plays, but, but more of a, of a lateral move. Yeah. Um, I was obviously surprised because with the exception of Oklahoma and Texas, these things tend to leak early. Um, And this seemed like it was finalized before uh, SI leaked the news. Um, So that was, that was surprising in itself. Uh, I don't know where else I would have thought that SC and UCLA would have gone other than the big 10, but that just seems (laughs) It seems like a traveling nightmare. Yeah. Um,
0: it, well, but it is,
1: it, yeah. Uh, I, I guess it wouldn't be any more of a traveling nightmare than the sec, which would be the only real comparable conference if this alignment happens. Um, I mean, the big 12 was sort of the, the big 12 was in the shoes that we currently find ourselves in a year ago um so the ucla and usc were, were certainly not going to go towards the big 12 um the once i had a second to absorb the news um I did take solace in the fact that I think we would be lying if we said that we didn't see something like this coming uh, eventually. Um, I'm not sure I will. I thought it was going to be USC or UCLA. Uh, but the, the solace that I take is Oregon state has had time to think of a plan. Um, and, and you hope that they would have at least had informal conversations with conferences and, um, I mean, the chips are going to fall where they fall, and that's going to determine a lot of what happens to Oregon State. But you would hope that they would be having conversations with different conferences of, you know, hypotheticals of what if. Um, So that's where I'm at right now. But overall, uh, not not a great feeling,
0: right? And I mean, it's hard to see anyone across college football, Twitter, any college sports, Twitter, we can try to talk about what this means for basketball and baseball and, and other sports, but obviously football is the driving force behind all of these yeah. decisions. So I even saw, I think, uh, Zach scores had this in the belligerent bees discord saying that we're going to go to the sec for baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can certainly compete there, but it's just, I think when the first, um, like conference like realignment like started happening it was like we're just moving towards becoming like two giant conferences yeah and then what's stopping that from even being just one giant conference and then all of a sudden there are divisions and -hmm. then we become the pac 12 division uh (laughs) once again (laughs) right um it's just you know it's it's silly it's ridiculous uh the travel is wild um it's bad it's not gonna be good for the student athletes but of course this has never been about the student athletes so yeah. to get i i agree with you that if this was there's i don't think there's another boat rocking move like this that is even possible like no one could leave the conference and have us be like oh like now we need to seriously contemplate the future of the conference and what this means. So it's because the, the LA market is so powerful. There's so much money. And even when USC and UCLA are down, the the PAC 12 has always been beholden to LA. It's, it's, it is the crown jewel of markets in, and media influence in the the PAC 12. And for sure, uh, it always has been. So, obviously this means that the conference it may stay uh to some extent um there could be mergers or whatever I think the thing that most people are talking about right now is the next step of this is naturally Washington and Oregon go to the big Ten too yeah and I see that as well and the the big 10 I think has the, USC and UCLA makes the big 10 16s. 16 mm-hmm. teams. It'll still be called yep. the big 10. Uh, Cause they didn't change. They didn't change the name from big 10 to 11 when they added Penn state a number of years ago. So it's so the right. big 10 with 16 teams or my name for them, Ohio state and 15 teams that can't beat Utah. So, <laughs> and then you, you, if you add Washington and Oregon, it's Ohio state and 17 teams that can't beat Utah. Who's, <laughs> who's, who's the real power conference Utah. take us with you, baby, wherever, wherever you go. Um, so well, I, I
1: I do yeah. want to step in and, and say, I, I think there's one thing that people maybe aren't talking about. Uh, and that is, it definitely is the case with Oregon State. And I would venture to say probably with every other school in the Pac-12 that your recruiting pipeline for, for definitely football and really basketball too, goes right through LA. Uh, and, I, and I don't think that that changes a whole lot. But for those LA kids who are maybe um, a low Well, four stars, you're going to go where you want. Uh, Let's say a high three star uh, and you can't play for USC or UCLA or you're not getting recruited. Um, The next best thing would be to go to a team in conference uh, to show them what they missed out on. And I think there is a a bit of that uh, within recruiting. um, And that element does get taken away with this. So I, I don't think that that's a huge point, but I do think it's something worth thinking about it
0: and it's also we have a prospect the highest rated defensive prospect ever if he comes to Oregon State Kelsey Mm -hmm. Howard announcing tomorrow where he's going to school Oregon State's in the top five Nemec predicted that he's going to commit to Oregon State Mm -hmm. I have no idea what he's going to do now and I wouldn't blame him for, for not, uh, (laughs) or, or even I, I, if I were in his shoes, I'd probably just push back my commitment date and gather more information. Uh, but, and and it's like, that's just one example, but kids are deciding where to go to school and then something like this pops up and it really does change the entire landscape because you can't really have, um, conversations about what the PAC 12 is going to do. Without bringing in, well, what's the Big 12 going to do and what's the ACC going to do? So yeah. it's. It
1: would be interesting to go back and look at commits that committed to schools in the Big 12 right after the announcement of Texas and Oklahoma. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't. I think that there are some recruits where they don't care. Like it's all about sure, the coaching yeah. staff and the culture, but I. I I mean, I know that this kid is a Cali kid. I don't know if it's NorCal or SoCal, Um, but yeah. I mean, if it's SoCal, you have to think like, well, now he's not going to have the road game, you know, once every year to come down to LA or once every two years to come down to LA uh, and and play in front of friends and family. So, I mean that, you know, maybe it does make a difference. Maybe it doesn't, but um, I would be scared as, Fuck if he pushes back his announcement, because that that to me means he's not going to be coming to Oregon State.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. I'm already like kind of just resigning myself to seeing him go elsewhere. Yeah, but that's honestly that that that's one prospect, and this is like kind of a big picture issue that will have ripples for years down the line. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's just it's disappointing because of the hist- the shared history with uh, UCLA and USC, like, what is this, this, obviously uh, this has, this for sure has an impact on the Rose bowl. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's the, uh, it's not the big 10 versus Pac 12 winner anymore. Cause no. the Pac 12 hosts is moving to the big 10. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just thinking of our, our games with USC over the years, I know that's a very one-sided, uh, affair, but you know, like, those games My, meant something and it's yeah it sucks because and we all what i'm about to say we all know this is true college co- co- big college football the college football power brokers don't care about heritage they don't care no. about history they don't care about programs culture they don't care about stories they don't care about any of that shit it's all about money and whatever and that's why this is just it's just turning into a big 10 sec arms race which the sec will win and yeah a bunch of programs are just going to be left in the shadows catching strays, and I think we're one of them. And yeah. the good news is we still have the opportunity to make the best of this, and we've been making the best of it for a while. But we've been doing it with uh, resources and exposure that come with being in a Power 5 conference um, mm-hmm. or just a big-time conference back when you know the Big East was around and it was Power 5 wasn't uh, in the verbiage. So it's going to be an interesting few years um, and coming months. Uh, I'm very interested to see what Jonathan Smith has to say the next time he addresses the media. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, I will miss having two L.A. schools uh, in the conference. um, Yeah. For for the recruiting purposes, too, but also just LA's dope. L- L.A. is dope. So, Terry, please play five seconds of Goodbye, My Lover by James Blunt. I've been addicted to you. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know how to do that shit, too. We don't need JP. Stay in the woods, baby. Stay in nice the job. woods. Nice <laughs> job.
1: Nice job, DJ Terry. Um, I, 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 a couple things. Uh, number one, thank God. We decided to finish Reesor when we did, um, because if the sort of worst case scenario, and and I think maybe after this we can get into the scenarios, uh, the the revenue streams um, are certainly not going to be as lucrative, um, and and so like you have that with Reesor, you have that with Goss uh, to some extent, you have it with Gill, um, so that's good. Um, the other thing that I'll say is if we come away with this and let's say we do end up in the mountain West, which is one of the scenarios that I have down on paper. Um, I think that sucks. And we, Terry and I were joking about this pre-show of we could have belligerent Beeves away days in Boise or at the air force Academy, um, which is not LA and it's not Phoenix and it, you know, it's, it's not Denver, but, um, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but the last time that Oregon state had a chance to win the conference uh, was uh, well before we were in college. Yeah. It was, um, 2000. and so, yeah. So I think that we would be uh, I, college Ben would slap me for saying this, but I'm kind of tired. I mean, there's a part of me that's kind of tired of playing sort of the little brother uh, part here. Um, and, and that wouldn't be there if you, if you join the mountain West. So there is a silver lining there, I think. Um, but let me, let me, uh, list out a couple of scenarios to you. And, and I want to hear what you think of these. So I've, I've split these up into two sort of separate parts. Um, one, the first part, uh, is that UCLA, uh, all of this is UCLA USC leaving. Um, but the first part is that they leave and nothing else changes so similar to what we've um actually the big 12 did add a couple teams so not not necessarily the case but the but usc ucla leave oregon washington stay the pac-12 becomes the pac-10 um i think that this is unlikely because uh, the the two la schools leaving um i mean that's a huge marketplace that's a huge source of revenue That is. Sort of where the history of Pac-12 uh, football lies with the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum, um, and and I also think that even though Oregon and Washington, uh, Washington certainly much more historical, um, they don't they're they're not pillars enough to hold up the Pac-10 as a Power Five conference. I think the Pac-10 no. would drop, not
0: even close. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. So I don't think that that's likely, but it is a scenario. What, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I don't hate it if it's just back to Pac-10 and these 10 schools. I don't think there's any chance that it stays that way. So it's hard for me to yeah. even really entertain the possibilities of that. But I mean, like, it's it's fun. So, I mean, if, if it just stays that stat, those schools, there's enough there. I think we would need to be creative about... We would still need to recruit Southern California. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the lack of money would be tough, I think. Mm -hmm. So there'd need to be all kinds of creative, innovative endeavors on on the part that like, I I can't even really wrap my head around how big of a challenge that would be. But 10 schools, uh, I think... I, I, I say not even close with... Oregon and Washington being able to carry the flags of a, uh, power five conference. Um, but it, yeah, but also like they're, they're not, they're not, they, they certainly have, uh, bigger, bigger budgets, bigger endowments, bigger brands than what us in Washington state have. And mm-hmm. I think you still have a fairly nice conference with especially those, with those 10 add... teams, but you, right don't have the revenue to come close to competing, and that's just not something that I think the Pac 12 powers that be will even entertain. That's I, why I agree. I, I I think your second idea might get a little crazy here with some of the details if I'm reading it correctly. Um but um I, I think you you still have a solid conference. It's definitely not a power conference, but it would keep a lot of just Pac twelve history and lineage intact. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but I, so it's like even then, like I mean USC is about to be really fucking good on the field. Y- I I yeah. I, be- I believe that. And I think they're going to be good again, but even, you know, they'll go up and down with whatever, um, with the times. So it's a chance. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would, I'd be curious to think how good college or big college football would view that pac 10 in relation to like mountain Wests or, um, and
1: that's the thing is you'd almost have to pluck. Like
0: you, I, if
1: I was, if this is the scenario that plays out, and I'm the Pac-12 commissioner. My first call is to Boise State, right? Like you, you have to make that call. You have to make the call to BYU and try to get them to flip from going to the the Big 12.
0: Sure. Um, yeah, but I, I think that might even be, well, even then, like the, the question I have is what the fuck happened to the Alliance? This, <laughs> yeah. This um... wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> This but is the last thing did. that was supposed to happen. Yeah, this is like, this is exactly what's, you know, playing out in politics right now. Is just, yeah. you know, like, parties letting awful shit happen and being like, oh, well, it's actually a good thing. Because I guarantee you, Klyovkov is going to come out and be like, we see this as an opportunity to, <laughs> right. get- fuck that shit. Yeah. I know what happened was, an in a, in a quote unquote alliance got together about... All of this shit happening in the SEC and they all just swung their hogs out and Big Ten swung the hardest. So Pac twelve was like, Yeah, we'll help you fight the SEC mm-hmm. at our expense. Well, here here's our shopping list. Pick out what you want. Yeah. <laughs> um so I think that the alliance if it was, it was never going to work. The idea of it was nice. Like, let's make sure we're all playing like good non-conference schedules and like helping each other, like create, uh, maybe not conference solidarity, but so that there's not, people don't just think that the sec is the only power conference in college football. And, the uh, solution for that very quickly became let's help the big 10 become uh power conference on par with uh, the yeah. sec and where it is right now is destined to be ohio state and 17 teams that can't beat utah good job <laughs> fuckers. You, you didn't even come close yeah yeah i
1: mean that that is another point of this is that the uh alliance was supposed to be um you know protection against the u.s or against uh the sdc um and these things don't happen overnight. Uh, these oh, no. these negotiations take a long time. Which I think you can trace this warm. back to
0: two thousand six or earlier. Uh,
1: probably, yeah. probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when Texas and Oklahoma and all those schools were about to come to the when Pac-12. they didn't,
0: I think when they didn't come to the Pac ten at that at that time, that was yeah, be it was a Pac sixteen. But yeah, Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, and that puts, that puts, or a good point was made on one of the spaces I tuned into where it's someone asked like, well, is the big Ten going to kick out Rutgers now? Because they have all these like sexy teams and like Rutgers isn't doing anything. It's like teams don't get kicked out of conferences. Like Rutgers is just lucky to be where they are. And because it's New York, it, it's in a big, good spot. So like, the thing that is like nice about Rutgers is a hell of a lot of USC and UCLA alums live in New York. And yep. uh, if, if if I'm sure the big 10 is thinking, Oh, so when those, when those teams come to play at Rutgers, their alums will go to the games and they haven't really done their research. I know USC and UCLA fans don't go to games. <laughs> <laughs> Good fucking research. You goddamn losers. But like Oregon state is a program that doesn't offer that. So we yeah. really don't, we can't occupy like a bottom, a bottom rung spot for a conference and even give sort of like that sort of like minimal uh, thing. So, and that now we're getting a little bit off topic here. Um, But yeah, I think you can trace it back that far. And Mm -hmm. Just it was. Which, it just
1: pisses me. It, it pisses me off that this whole alliance thing was being publicized and letters were being drafted, and it right. was very obvious that they wanted everyone to know that the Pac-12 uh, and the Big Ten were were together in this. And the whole time, these backdoor deals were were being um, for sure. drafted. It up.
0: was, I believe, it was our fifth episode, which stands out for me for a number of reasons. It was the first episode after the disaster that was the Belligerent Babes takeover. So I think it marked a <laughs> very key moment in our podcast history where we like, that is true. we figured out what we were doing a little bit. Because I, I even remember after that being like, I think that episode was way better than anything we've done yet. It also was the episode after we found out Larry Scott was leaving and resigning yeah. as Pac-12 commissioner. That episode is so sad to me now. I haven't re-listened to it since <laughs> the news broke today, but I, I I know enough about what that episode was like and how celebratory it was and how happy we sounded. Yeah. How optimistic I... we sounded. This was well in the works yeah. before that toad-faced fucking kazoo stepped down <laughs> from his spot uh, as leader of the Pac-12. And I think... I still don't know enough about uh, Klyovkov, but it was like, here's a nice payday for a fucking disaster you're inheriting. And yep. steer steer the sinking ship into safe waters. And that safe waters is going to be Mountain West merger, Big 12 merger, um, a couple of different mergers. I, I think the conference itself is being put to rest. And this was the first public step yeah i well i I agree because
1: i think that even with usc and ucla if you listen to um national pundits talk about uh you know the national college football landscape the pac-12 is very clearly in that second rung of conferences i mean yeah they're a power five but you have the the big 10 um in the sec certainly at you know, one and one a Uh, I think uh, we're more in line with with probably the Big 12 right now. But after USC and UCLA leave, uh, we're below the Big 12. Uh, Even with the we're the we're the
0: the bottom, no matter what happens on the field this year, we're we're the bottom of any power five just because of the outgoing revenue that's not going to be associated with the team in this conference anymore. That's right. And that includes you, Oregon, which is why yep. it's, for fuck's sake, all I've been told since I signed uh, my intent to enroll as a student at Oregon State University back in the spring of 2006 is from Duck fans, we don't even hate you. We hate Washington. Washington's yeah, uh. enemy. Duck the Fuskies. All of this stuff. We don't even hate you. We hate Washington. Fuck U-Dub. Washington's the enemy. Everything that wears yep. enemy is purple, and the enemy of the enemy is my friend. And I never bought into that. I had friends at U-Dub. The only thing I found out about – I found in common with U-Dub was they hated Oregon as much as I did, and that was enough yeah. for an alliance. And now, yep. hey, you dub you're not free from th- this wrath of mine right now because it's real fucking cute to see all of you on Twitter being like us too us too take Oregon and Washington together and we can come to the Big Ten too right guys yep I was the youngest youngest dude in a neighborhood full of big kids growing up and I wanted to play capture the flag after 9 p.m. too and the first (laughs) time they let me do it it was pretty fucking fun I'll admit that but they only let me fun play so they could beat my ass so Oregon who no matter who you are you think you are in that scenario i see you there's a trail there always is and you and um, and you're buddy buddy with washington and nothing you say or do uh can help so from the bottom of my heart fuck you sincerely the 2024 mountain west champions bitch. that's right that's right that's right that's right
1: and that is a good segue into this second grouping uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. of of scenarios here so the the first um th- these are all based off of uh if oregon and washington also leave so um these are all if oregon washington leave the first one that i have is uh Oregon State could try to attach themselves to Oregon and join the Big Big Ten. Um,
0: okay. I, Honestly, okay, so that would mean I, probably Washington State too. Yep,
1: that's that's my guess. And so I think number one, not, I don't like it.
0: It's okay. It's it's naive to think that the Big Ten would want us and Wazoo with the acquisition they made today. But I'm trying to think of like the two other teams. So I say Washington and Oregon do go to the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. And then who are the other two teams that make it 20? Like Notre Dame and Clemson? That's a fun pipe dream. Yeah.
1: um, And maybe Notre Dame does that now because they would have more exposure. I mean, part of the reason why Notre Dame didn't want to join the Big Ten is – because they get to play games in LA, right? They get to play games in LA. They I, get to play think, games in the Bay yeah, Area. Okay,
0: I, I interrupted you. So, yeah, so we try to attach ourselves to the Big Ten. We what,
1: t- we try what, to attach ourselves to Oregon. Okay, who who is? Um, and we're not. I don't think we're uh, kidding ourselves here when we say that Oregon's uh, a more enticing um, prospect for the Big <laughs> Ten than, than we are. Um, and and I think that uh, there is some likelihood. That's just a uh, big potential. 10
0: university presidents who have never eaten at local boys. We but, can change yeah, that. Yeah, we yeah. can change that tune real quick. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that's right. I, I think there's potential in it because I do think that there's, um, you know, officials within the Oregon state university system uh, that don't want to see the schools depart from each other being in the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that there will be some push to keep them together. Um, I, I, would despise the fact that we would ride on the coattails of Oregon for anything. Um, So I I just flat out don't like it because of, of the optics of it. Um, But number two, I think one thing that is being failed to, to even be looked at in, in the scenario with USC and UCLA, and this would bring true for Oregon and Washington too, is you'd be the first school's, to be playing in uh, four different time zones, right? Uh, I mean, it's a it's a professional team at that point. Um, you're playing Rutgers. You're playing in the in Central. I don't know actually if they have a team in the Mountain. Mountain, uh, no. with, maybe Nebraska.
0: No, nah, I think Nebraska Central. But okay, but well, for but for you're now. playing in the
1: in the. You still in, have to fly
0: over Mountain to, <laughs> to get to Central. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So I, I just think that on paper it sounds nice it looks nice you're playing top tier uh schools but that this is no easy feat um it, i mean look at hawaii when they come to the mainland to play uh they're two completely different teams playing at home and playing on the mainland uh and, and that's because travel fucking sucks right A jet lag's real like so anyways i i think that it would be bad um oregon state struggles in the Pac-12, uh, they they had a decent year last year, uh, but before that, they didn't have a winning season in a conference that was down and and I think that fifth tier or the uh, the the fifth rung of the Power Five conferences for a while. And so now we're talking about going and playing in the Big Ten, like,
0: yes, man. There's some cakewalks in the Big Ten. You haven't you haven't been to a Northwestern yeah. game.
1: <laughs> yeah but there for each cakewalk there's a, an away game at sure, michigan but state like, or... i know
0: but like so i like looking at the gopher schedule this year and they're missing ohio state and michigan with the big T- yeah. big ten schedule this year and yeah this is like it's dumb because there's essentially going to be just two giant conferences and then like two other conferences and whatever um so yeah. it's yeah it's all fucking stupid is, and yep. your point of, yeah, travel is going to be hard. Like the quality of the games are going to go down, probably. They, yep, they probably are. Yeah,
1: I, I think they they will.
0: But, but wait, uh, because no responsible for this, like we mentioned, they don't care about the games.
1: No, <laughs> they, they, no, they, don't, no, no, they no. don't care
0: about the athletes. They don't care no. about the products. They no, care about the they've power.
1: been listening to. They've been listening to too much Wu-Tang and Cream specifically, but... Oh, yeah. uh, well, and
0: not getting the fucking point! <laughs> yeah, and you're right, and not yeah. getting the point. You, gotta, uh, you can't just go for the money, you gotta diversify your bonds, guys. That's right, that's right. Oh, fuck. Uh, so the So, I don't think that's likely, and
1: that would be actually, I think that's what I've seen a lot on Twitter of what the hope is. I think that's unlikely, and that would actually be my least favorite option. Um, the other two would be mergers with uh, the the Mountain West, which we talked about. Um, I think that this is potentially, I don't think this is the most likely, but I, I do, I, I would not be surprised if this happened, um, because you have Oregon, Washington, which are the two most coveted schools after UCLA and USC, I would say. Uh, and then after that, I think the the most coveted would be Stanford, the Bay Area private school lots of money um and even though they don't excel at football and basketball necessarily they excel really well in all of those you know sort of uh off-branded sports i mean we we talked about it last week of of the national championships that they had just last year so uh, i think that they're the most coveted school they may bolt um which which leaves sort of the 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 rotten guts of the Pac-12, right? And um, and keep in mind that the Big 12 did go out and add four schools with Central Florida, Houston, BYU, uh, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, last year, so there may not be a spot there. Um, but I again, I don't think this is the worst thing in the world. I do think that it opens up the potential for Oregon State becoming more like a Boise State where. Um, you're winning more games, right? So the season's a little bit more fun, um, and, uh, and and I think that there like, even though it's not the Pac-12, like winning your division w- with a shot to play at a conference uh, in a conference championship game every year, like that's exciting, uh, and, and and yeah, it's not the Pac-12, but like that, we don't get to experience that. In the Pac-12, so I think that that would be really exciting. Um, the the obviously revenue streams go down, competition lessons. We're probably not getting the same recruits that we are now, um, or, or or maybe we are. And and uh, but we do have you know the nicest fucking stadium in, in, the, in the world. So there's that, yeah. Um, so so that that's the second scenario, and um, and the third one is I do see potential in us joining the big 12 and having a super duper conference. And you'd have to split this up into three divisions, but essentially um, this would sort of be the same scenario as, as B with us joining the mountain West, but instead joining the big 12 Um, and the, the, uh, the divisions that I would have. So you'd have the big 12 East. The Big 12 Central and the Big 12 West. So Big 12 East would be Central Florida, West Virginia, Cincinnati, Houston, Baylor, and TCU. The Central would be Utah, BYU. That would actually be kind of cool. cool. Uh, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State. And the Big 12 West, you'd have Washington State, Oregon State, Cal. Uh, I, I do have Stanford in this one uh arizona state arizona and colorado so um you know it's i think one thing that that's becoming very obvious is that uh regional positioning does not matter in conference realignment no, so it's i don't never, think that this it, is yeah, out the window it doesn't um, matter and I, I, I think that this is the one that I would want the most. I think this would be the coolest. Um, it would still leave, you know, if you're doing away days, there's a ton of really cool spots to go to um, in, in that massive conference. Um, and I do think that uh, all of these schools, um, you know, none, none of them are, like a USC or uh, like a Michigan or Ohio Ohio state, that's just going to be able to get five-star recruit after five-star recruit. Um, So I think the competition actually is a little bit better for Oregon state in this regard. Um, So this would be my preferred choice, but uh, interested to hear your thoughts.
0: I don't know what my preferred choice is. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, I think something like this, is what I would be my preferred choice. Um, also, uh, JP's little circle keeps popping into the Google doc. I don't know if you've noticed that. Maybe uh-uh. maybe, some, maybe some word has reached wherever he is in Yosemite. He's like, I bet you he's climbing a mountain trying to get a signal. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the guys are potting without me. <laughs>
1: not 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 enough signal to get a text out but maybe to to slip something in the google doc yeah
0: let's see. has he said anything nope yeah i i just it's it, he hasn't said anything i just saw his his circle is popping up as like someone in the doc right now and it's freaking me out <laughs> a little bit um yeah i'd say um probably not the best character in fiction to quote because he gets murked at the end, spoiler alert, but like how Littlefinger says in Game of Thrones, chaos is a ladder. Uh, I think I'd say let's just put us into the most chaotic situation for us, the most chaotic situation for... Not for necessarily, most chaotic situation for all of college football because I do believe in our stability as a program. So I think we have... Uh, potential to master chaos better than similar level programs, who are also in our same boat with this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, three regions of the Big Twelve sign me up. um <laughs> I think I like that better than going to the Big Ten. I like. <laughs> We're talking about the Big Ten like a you and I were talking about a party at the Playboy Mansion. Like we haven't been invited yet, and we're talking about if we're gonna take the invite, it, well, if it comes? <laughs> like like we're saying no if it comes. Uh, so shit, man. I like I'd say I like this, but I don't know. I I tweeted or on sorry Andre tweeted. Uh, just the gif of sup to the official Mountain West Twitter feed uh, this this afternoon. (laughs) I think that's probably most likely, but I don't know. It's like, if you're the the common sort of hypothetical question on Twitter is like, if you're Klyovkov, who do you call? And I'm like, I think, I don't think he's calling anybody. I think he's being called and told where to go and what to do next. I sadly, yeah, this removes the power from, our conference and we're just going to have to figure some shit out. What is going to be interesting in the coming weeks and months, Washington and Oregon breaking away creates, uh, issues politically. If they were to break away from Washington, breaking away from Washington state and Oregon, breaking away from Oregon state. Yep. There is going to be, Oh, there's, it's good. This is going to go through the the state legislatures and, even if there is an agreement in place to let it happen, that's a slow moving process. Bear. So that's going to be something to pay attention to. And yeah. Yeah. So may, I, may be, I may even envy our position a little bit more than Oregon. See how we can flip this into a pro Beavs over <laughs> Oregon. Eh. If because if they if Oregon and Washington don't go to the Big Ten, I have a hard time finding a end result that's not a overwhelming disappointment. Yeah, for them, they have to get on that invite list to the Big Ten, or like for their for their football agenda, they mm-hmm. have to. Us, I'd love to. I'd love to be in the big boys club. A little bit, I'm kind of going back and forth with this, yeah. but it's it's not, new news. It's also not going to be shocking to any of us if we're not. And then you know we have to find a way to transcend our situation, and we've got a coach and a staff in place that was hired to do that, and we've got some stability going forward. So my yeah. my real hope is that the new this was news today for all of us. I hope Jonathan Smith knew about this a long time ago and yeah, I hope Scott Barnes knew about this a while ago and the rest of the Oregon state athletic administration has been planning and prepping and isn't going to try to spin this to the fans. Yeah. But lay out a clear and careful line of what next steps could be and what the thought process will be in those next steps. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. What
1: one 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 thing that I want to add to that, uh, and I agree with everything you said is um, regardless of if Jonathan Smith, Scott Barnes or anyone else in the OSU athletic department knew about this it's very clear that ucla and usc have known about this for a while uh it's not a a secret at all that ucla and usc are uh probably the first and second most coveted members of the pac-12 just for the media aspect of it um if they did this and didn't tell any of the other schools that they were doing this and and let them find out today, then fuck them because they really left the rest of the schools
0: in a in a really tough position. you USC be, being grimy, never. Probably oh, just bitter
1: because we beat them last right. year.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but The thing I know for yeah. sure is uh, Bernice Beaver never would have let this happen. No. So bring back Bernice and that. that I don't think that's I, step I don't know. one. That's step one. Step one. <laughs> um, that's like the <laughs> the office episode where like Michael Scott meets with the higher ups and the shareholders about how the company is bankrupt and he's like and then Forty five promi- day plan. Forty five day plan. I promise we're gonna save the company. Let's work backwards. Okay, day forty five, company saved. Day forty four, someone else go i already came up with the plan i already came up with the end result you guys fill it in um anyway well benny thank you for being down for uh this emergency episode um
1: hey one one last thing you're you're very welcome um i just want to list off just some of the places that we could potentially do away days at if we join the mountain west just just worst case scenario guys if we join the Mountain West, here are some away days. Fort Collins is beautiful. San Diego, California. Heard Las of it? Vegas, Las Vegas, Nevada. Heard of it. Boise, Idaho.
0: Underrated Underrated C. Boise, Idaho. Yeah. Underrated. I'll, 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 as someone who I feel has always lived in underrated places, uh, I, I ride for Boise, Idaho. Well, I, I guess New York I, I, doesn't count, but...
1: <laughs> how, yeah uh no that's that's quite that's you, quite rated yeah <laughs> have you heard of soho dude <laughs> <laughs> how, how about this how about in a way football game in november
0: in hawaii let's hmm? go i'm already that's not there bad. I'm, I'm already down. On, i'm already on the beach oh man the sea i'm like already the on the dreary weather yeah i'm, I'm oh. in i'm in the water though you're gonna have to come out to this water to f- t- catch me but benny i know that's not that's your favorite right. <laughs> no I, I won't let you uh-uh. drown all we have is each other it's important to remember that in times like these i'll ask jp for like a drone that he has to make sure oh yeah okay. you there'll be a rescue drone just yeah emergency drone for emergency episodes
1: that's right either way it's uh, Oregon State's going to work their way through this, yeah. um, and it's it's going to be interesting to watch. It's a it, conference realignment has really been interesting to watch from afar, uh, and now we're in it. So um, we're so, yeah, going to be we-
0: sitting on the, on the beaches of Kauai at eleven a.m. local time, wa- watching Oregon losing. The University of Michigan <laughs> at, at the Big House.
1: In their third straight conference we loss. Get,
0: getting ready for our game go at Hawaii. I guess we'd be on Oahu then at 7 p.m. that night. And if we don't make it to the game, no one's really going to care. But we're just going <laughs> to hang loose, hang tight, and have we'll fun. We'll chill with
1: Marvin Beaverman. We'll
0: be with Marvin having the best Hawaiian food possible and just
1: living it up,
0: laughing away and uh, not even thinking about problems of uh...
1: someone will say, Hey, want to hear a joke? Pack 12. And we'll all laugh. (laughs) We'll all just start laughing.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Benny, I need to play the uh, closing from uh, episode 39 now. Um, but we can still do our (laughs) usual shit. Uh, Listener, thank you for this. Um, JP, uh, hope you get home safe, buddy.
1: (laughs) I really hope we don't just see help in Google Docs. Give us a
0: call if you find that signal, and (laughs) and we'll talk (laughs) conference realignment. Um, but yeah, for all of us here at the Religion Peace Podcast, uh, thank you for tuning into this emergency episode. Uh, we'll keep our eyes glued. To the news and if anything else comes out uh maybe we'll do a twitter spaces or or something else um we'll for sure just be getting getting drunk at arby's and watching rush hour too as well Um, (laughs) that's that's you know also on the table my therapist prescribed it (laughs) um so thank you again for tuning in if you haven't already please give us a five-star review on apple and spotify hit up com slash merch hope everyone had a Happy Pride Month and has uh, plans for a very uh, happy, wonderful, fun, and safe 4th of July weekend. Uh, No, uh, there there wasn't going to be a pod this week. And then uh, the NCAA and USC and UCLA decided, no, we want the belligerent beefs to pod. That's the real thing. That's what it was about. So um, thank you for for tuning in. Um, Keep the faith, Beaver fam, no matter what. Remember, you can't spell chop them. Without hope, chop them, chop them, bring back Bernice. Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian Weehey, J.K.A. Benny with the good (laughs) quaff. I love this episode. Shout out to thank you, and of course, you dear listener, for tuning again, tuning in again to another episode of the Belligerent Beasts Podcast. Please join our Patreon if you have not already. Uh, Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. But more important. Then all of that, remember that you scientifically cannot spell chop-em without hope. H-O-P-E. It's right there in the middle of the catchphrase.
1: Chop em! Chop-em!
0: Chop-'em!